Financial Studios in Wilmington, Delaware. Turn it up. It's the CoreLink Solution Radio Show with James Russo Sr. Faith, art, vocation, education. He talks about it all. Let's go. Let's go. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the CoreLink Solution Show. You with your man Trig. And uh, thank you as always for being with me. You could be anywhere, but you chose to be here with me on Holy Coach Radio. Hey, guess what? I got somebody on the line, and uh, man, he is a hip-hop artist, a rapper with nearly 2 million monthly listeners, who's Anthem 100, if you didn't know this, garnered Rap Hip-Hop Song of the Year at the Dove Awards in 2014, and then scoring back-to-back number one debuts, and the list goes on and on from there. He's mm. a podcast host of the Southside Rabbi, where he and I mean break down scripture and culture. Gotta check that show out. He's the merchandise owner of Native Supply, supplying uniforms for Kingdom Citizens, and he's also an author. And today we're going to talk about his ridiculous album. I, I say that because it's embarrassment of riches. Sixteen <laughs> tracks that gonna light you up, and his new book, Dangerous Jesus. Welcome to the show, Kevin Burgess, more popularly known as KB. What's yes, good, brother? Indeed. Thank you so much for having me, and and thank you for the generous intro, my brother. Oh man, give, give, give him what uh, he deserves. So you 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 uh, you definitely deserve it. Hey man, let me ask you a question from the get go. And I know this is a, a tough question, but I figure it's fair. You doing you you all over the place with the media tour right now, so these are rolling off your tongue. <laughs> when you think about when you think about the impact you've made in your life so far, mm. how do you think about that, man? Um, it's really difficult to appreciate global impact because i'm i'm just a person mm. i'm not a i'm it's i'm i'm not able to truly grasp what god is doing mm-hmm. all over the world even when we get letters in and read messages online and i have i've read a bunch of people's lives have been changed and impacted all of those things um are encouraging they're moving they're uh uh they're needed they fuel us right. Uh, but I, 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 I do assign a level of, um, I'll just call it extraness yeah. to uh, people's lives who are changed that I am in community with. So That's beautiful. when I think about impact, I'm thinking about men and women who love Jesus more today because yeah. of our relationship. I'm thinking about mm. men and women who've been able to purchase homes because they have worked for my organization or, um, I'm thinking about men and women who uh, are able to, you know, you know, provide for needs within their community or their church because of the resources afforded to them, uh, mm-hmm. given our partnership. I'm thinking about the flourishing that is caused directly um, with the, my neighbors, you know, yeah. because of my because uh, God's, you know, kind of kindness and allowing me to serve these folks that in my you know, I, I my my belief is that what I'm seeing here locally, yeah. um, God in big and small ways is doing all over the world. So that's the that's the starting point for what is that's good. My, my, my neighbors, you know what I'm saying? That's good, brother. That's good. You know, I have to share this with you, man, because um, I know I, I think I've heard you describe your audience as largely in the Christian realm. Right. Uh, everything yeah. from youth groups to major conferences, so on and so forth. But I thought this was interesting. man. as I thought about it um, and literally just 15 minutes ago, I thought about this in 2013, 14. I took on a new gig as president of this division in this company. OK. okay. And, and, and and it was interesting situation because we had to, like, expand the brand make a new brand name and I'm trying to figure out man how to get our salespeople together pull together like five six hundred salespeople to this conference 
got into this conference. I think we did it in Florida. And, you know, you're always trying to think, how do I start this conference? Yeah. How do I create this energy, bro? And let me show you this. I found this clip. Can you see it? Yeah. All right, now. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that, yeah, you came with it, man. <laughs> Bro, listen, that's 2014. Okay, so you became my walk-on song. I love every it. Every conference since that, brother. So, and it's funny too because then I've seen other salespeople that I led at that time start opening their events with the song. I love it. I love so it, man. Transforming through the corporate environment too, bro. If you didn't I'm know. honored, man. I'm honored. <laughs> if you didn't That's know. Dope. Listen, I um I always love to start with some levity, man, if we can. We're gonna have some okay. fun. Is that good with you? Let's get it. All right. I, it's called the lightning round, man. I'm gonna ask a series of questions that All are right. gonna be like, we're gonna try to do like 20 questions in 60, 70 seconds. Like, don't overthink them. Okay. This is going to be quick, bro. I'm going to apologize for these answers now. I'm, no, I'm it's good. I'm none of these mugs. Don't hold it. Yeah, it's, this is just fun, bro. All right, here we go. This is a lightning round. There's no right or wrong answers, just answers. All right, Crush Groove or Beat Street? Beat. Beat Street, all right. Hollywood Shuffle or I'm going to get you, sucker? I'm going to get you, sucker. Last Dragon or Golden Child? Last Dragon. When you watch the mamas in the church, what's more appealing, a tambourine or the washboard? Tambourine. Georgia Mass Choir or Mississippi Mass? Georgia Mass Choir. All right. Texan or talking? Ah, talking. Jordan LeBron or Kobe? Mmm. Mmm. Ah! <laughs> Jordan. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. What does your mom call you? Kevin. What's the first item on your bucket list? Take my wife to Hawaii. Mm, that's good. Favorite board game? Board game. Parcheesi. Uh, Parcheesi. Okay. Favorite movie? Last one. Oh, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. Good. There you go. All right. We got... Bro, you did pretty good. You got through... That was hard, bro. That was, that, was bad. That, was, hard. that was way hard. You should have... You could have asked me about... The arrest of Donald Trump. That would have been an easier. <laughs> that would have been easier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, bro. Holy Culture Radio, a life-changing experience through progressive music and empowering conversations. Well, listen, man, let me let me ask you this, because, I mean, again, you've been on a number of our shows, man. We've talked about the album. I want to dive into the book, bro. Let me just start here. What what does this book mean for you? Um, a lot of ways it's it's like a it's like a, a primer on what I believe to be true Christianity. It's like, a, you know, C.S. Lewis wrote mere Christianity is like this, which basically means like basic Christianity. Like this is among all the stuff that you heard here yeah. is the, the, a, a pure, uh, relatable, readable, accessible mm. breakdown of the faith. Um, so I think at, I wanted this to be the kind of book that people can read when they just came to Jesus. And I also yeah. want to be the kind of book that you can read when you're getting lost in the sauce of all the alternative Jesuses and all the church hurt and abuse mm. uh, rampant the culture. So, yeah, that, that, that was my goal, the, the, the fight for pure Christianity, the Christianity to save my life. Yeah. And there's no lack of decisiveness in this book, bro. So I'll, mm. I'm going to tell you how I went through it. So uh, before I even knew we were scheduling this time, I had already picked it up, and I decided to do almost you know, 
jostling between the Kindle version or the audiobook. I got the audiobook. And for those gotcha. listening, I'm going to tell you, pick up the audiobook because it's just a special treat because KB's doing it. The guy's little, you know, he's got some sound effects and things to punctuate yeah. things. The stories are, are are great, man. And it's about, just tell you, it's about a seven-hour listen if you listen on regular speed. All right, so get, I'm just going to advocate, get the audiobook. One of the things you said early, man, chapter one, we've too often separated his words from his walk. Man, just mm. elaborate on that for a minute, bro. Yeah, I, I, I think what I meant by that was uh, we, we are, you know, talkers as a culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like even Sunday service is really built around the preaching of the word, which isn't a problem. You know, preach the word is what scripture tech uh teaches um but you can feel like because you heard the word or you tweeted the word or you can repeat the word or you can defend the word Mm -hmm. living the word um and because that that is not the same thing and we know that this james says don't just be listeners of the word or here's the word be doers of the word Mm -hmm. but i think it's important for us to really in a underemphasized culture around doing, overemphasize it to get it back on back in the middle. To overemphasize that your Christian walk is mainly about what you're doing, right? Um, and uh, not necessarily about what you're learning and what yeah. you're willing to argue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is is a it's it's a simple, subtle, mm. but I think profound reality. That, that Christians are doing people, not just thinking people. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, one of the things I appreciated, again, with your stories, man, I'm going to play a clip from one of the stories you told and then ask you to elaborate on this a bit. Okay, yeah. There was no doubt in my mind that the next words out of her mouth were going to be, of course you can't go. I need you to be here. I glanced at the clock. Pastor was probably still awake. I could still call him tonight. And this whole thing would be over and done with. Then Michelle gripped my hand tighter and said, is God calling you to this trip? I said, what? <laughs> so talk about <laughs> the realization you had, man, with this with this mission trip, brother. Yeah, so um, I, I was just getting my career started. You know what I'm saying? It was real rough the first few years I was with Reach. So um, I was just starting to get some book for some concerts. You know what I'm saying? Before nobody knew who I was and... Uh, and then I started, I put out a project and I was like, oh my goodness, like this could be a career. And, mm. uh, so I was getting some traction in my career. And at that same time, there was an opportunity to go to, um, you know, a country in West Africa that at that time, uh, it was kind of unsure, we were unsure how safe it would be. And, uh, to me, you know, everything in me was like, don't take the risk, brother. You know, you got stuff you're trying to accomplish for God in safety, Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go be that guy. And um, so that was the backdrop of that conversation I had with my wife. And I was convinced I wasn't going. Right. Uh, but, you know, I had just got married. I was only married for like two or three years at that point. And uh, so I was like, you know, this is what wives are for. You can use them <laughs> time to time to get out of stuff. You know right, what I'm right. saying? <laughs> uh, and I was wildly wrong about that. But anyways, um that was the backdrop of that story and my wife really just showed courage and faith faith uh that she would rather she was more afraid of me not doing what god was calling me to do than than me uh you know basically staying home with her yeah 
And I, I feel like that story was a springboard to a lot of the stories and examples you give throughout the rest of the book. Like, that's early in the book. But throughout the rest of the book, I think you commonly talk about how Christianity is happening today in a lot yeah. of America and yeah. throughout the world versus what we need to be doing for Jesus, what it looks like to show up for Jesus. And one of the things that really struck me, man, was even when you, you, you made this statement, the Christianity to the land, um, is he... Jesus, ultra white wing Jesus, condemnation Jesus, patriot Jesus. Is he weak Jesus, steeped in fear and fragility? Is he vibes Jesus? Christianity that is a partner to our good times never challenges us to be righteous or holy. Is he winning Jesus? Is he over spiritual Jesus? You you took great lengths, man, to go through all these different spectrums, if you will, of how Jesus may be characterized today and then juxtapose that against what it really is what what made you go to those links um man again i i i I think for us to to get to um authentic um you know christianity uh Mm -hmm. we do got to do a little bit of uh we got we got to do some mining a little bit of unfurling um we got to have some tough conversations about the ways in which our faith has been, uh, you know, diluted, poisoned, um, and uh, degraded by misrepresenting Jesus. I also think uh, Jesus' words to disciples when he asked them, "Who do who do you say who do who do you say I am?" and they start talking about all these other these these all these versions of Jesus that were out right. in the culture. Um, the book, in a lot of ways, is using that framework. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you say he is? You know, and and I'm saying some people are saying he's this. Some people are saying saying that 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 he's that. Some people are saying he is whatever, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what we are saying is that he is the Son of God, who looks like the Jesus of the Bible, not uh, the Jesus of our culture or America right. or our, of our partisan politics. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, it was important to do that to lay a foundation for authentic pure peaceable christianity to contrast it with that which is that that is not we'll be right back back, 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 back. Back. with james rousseau and the corling solution show be sure to follow him and the conversations on twitter at james rousseau senior there's one one particular one in there i just want to play a quick clip from because i think this is something that i don't think i mean i feel it deeply that this one is when we talk about patriot Jesus. This one is something that's ripping us apart regularly in, in, in the societies. When nationalism goes to church, it typically gives birth to what my best friend and podcast co-host, I mean the Dream Hudson, calls patriot Jesus, a power grabbing, America focused, neighbor ignoring Jesus that looks less like a savior and more like a politician. A Jesus that is a figment of Western imagination. So one of the things that came to mind for me as I listened to that part, and I rewinded it a few times because I think that and the nationalism piece, man, were, they were spot on, bro. <laughs> they were ah. spot on. I mean, like, the way you described them and uh, gave, again, vignettes to be able to see it, you said, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder... I wondered because you also were very honest about the fact that when you created a song before you got some backlash from your following, right? As you stood up for others. I'm wondering now in this moment, what are you hearing from folks who who follow KB? 
Man. Yeah, great question. I think there's obviously there was some resistance to the book. Um, by God's grace, it wasn't significant. Um, in fact, that song that I put out had a lot more. I mean, I put that song out during probably one of the most confused times that the church was having around immigrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot more backlash there. Um, but I think largely people have um, heard me, even if they didn't necessarily agree with me, they at least heard my heart and where I was coming from. Right. Um, I'm finding that even with folks who are, I had a conversation with a, a radio guy, um, a part of really, I mean, his biggest radio station in uh, Florida. And he told me he read the book and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it was challenging. Like I, I hmm. it made me uncomfortable. Um, but he still concluded that this discomfort was coming from somebody that he could trust. Right. Um, so I think I'm seeing some of that where it's, oh, shoot. Like this is, I don't like that, but I'm going to keep listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, I think the overwhelming response, at least this is what the algorithm has showed us. Maybe the algorithm is keeping back <laughs> off the, the hatred. But uh, is that people have, have, have been finding transformation in the book? That's uh, good. That they they are the new desire, a fresh flame for Christ is emerging um, all over the, the the nation, and so that, that I think that's been a large response from the book. That's good. That's good. And to you know, if I may say, man, to the to the person who you were talking about that said it made him feel uncomfortable. I'm not sure you can go through this book and not feel some discomfort. Mm. I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up. I'm not sure you can because you're coming at it from a very holistic perspective without it sounding like a concordance, right? You're (laughs) you're touching different aspects of culture that are very predominant, right? Everything from fashion to food to how we love our neighbor and all these different things and trying to put them in perspective and showing us with a light. This is something to really consider. And then I got to be honest, bro. I love it when you use that transitional phrase. Brothers and sisters, like, all right. Now he's going to wrap it, right? You know, he, he walked through it, he unpacked it, now he's going to wrap it. So I just yeah. I would just say to anyone I, that I'm encouraging to listen, you should feel some discomfort. Get ready for that. Mm, um, let me ask you this, bro. With, with everything you're doing, um, and I love what you're doing, like I said in the onset, podcast host, artist, um, uh, merchandise, uh, owner, so on and so forth. But one of the things you said in the book very clearly is, I'm rapping now, but if I wasn't, it'd be okay. I would still be serving God, right? Yeah. How does that, how does that in and of itself show up in how you operate as an entrepreneur? Wow. Great question. Um, so I believe, um, Somebody gave us these two uh, categories. I'll say it like this. Somebody gave us these two categories probably like 10 or 11 years ago. Uh, in fact, it was in a devotional we did when we were in Africa. This guy, Miguel Davila, he did it. And he was, he talked about, you can live to pursue, uh, you can live to be a celebrity or you can live, live to be a hero. Mm. A celebrity is, is essentially somebody uh, that is known by a lot of people. And uh, and for some celebrities to not be known, to not be in the headlines. In fact, some folks would rather be they rather be caught up in 
foolishness or straight wickedness as long as they're not forgotten. You know what I'm saying? That's the goal, is to stay on people's minds. Mm-hmm. Right. Salvation. Yeah. Uh, but heroes, you know, their goal is to rescue those who are in need and to push back against evil and corruption. That's what they do. They may get press as a result, mm-hmm. but that's not the goal. Uh, Spider-Man or, or Superman or whoever they may, might be may be celebrities, but that's not who they are. The, the, the bigger, right. the more known they are, uh, it only serves to put evil on notice and for them to do more good against bigger issues. But mm-hmm. they don't like stop. They don't lose their potency for for saving folks because they're well known. Their fame is a byproduct to their purpose, which is to rescue people. And I think that in a lot of ways, entrepreneurship is in the same vein, that we create products that help to resource. That's what my what my what my production company was started out of. I saw Mm -hmm. many people that were doing the kind of work that I'm doing that I believe is important. We need more influencers in our space. We need more Jackie Hill Perry's. We need more uh, more, you know, you know, Lecrae's and, and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. We need these kind of people. And and I realized that one of the ways that they can help fund what they do is have a robust offering of merch that yeah. isn't just like T-shirts at a, at a concert, but fashion. Every mm. empowered billionaire in hip-hop went through fashion to get to where they are and they got all that kind of other stuff. But fashion mm-hmm. is a, in our is a is a is an integral piece to human expression, human flourishing, um, and in a lot of ways, I saw that as an open door for there wasn't much of that happening. Who was mm. folks from our space that saw this vision and saw this opportunity to resource people so that they can then pay for their own tours? They don't have right. to behold to sponsors. They don't have to go, you know, do align with folks that don't. You know, fit their values because it's work. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, I'm thinking about ways in which I can lighten the load, help to resource, create a pathway where everybody wins and people flourish as a result. That's what that's what a hero mentality affords. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Let me ask you a quick question about the album, and then I want to close with a, a final question about the book. With the album, actually two questions. The first, what's different for you about this album versus your previous ones? Um, well, in a lot of ways, it's a continuation Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the major difference is that most of my albums have dealt with the glory of God. Well, not, not I've got songs that are more personal, but overall, I'm 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 talking about the big I, people feel. I think, well, at least what I've heard from my audience is that my music helps them to appreciate how strong God is, that mm-hmm. how able mm-hmm. he is, or or even how compassionate he is, how forgiving. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not careful, I can paint a picture of the glory of God where it's out there and big and beyond us. And I don't have enough music that shows the glory of God being in us, being revealed through us, yeah. being right in front of us 
particularly with the ways in which we enjoy our lives, ways in which we um, serve other people, uh, but also our own brokenness. That our yeah. brokenness isn't the opposite of the glory of God. It's an occasion, mm-hmm. an occasion mm-hmm. of God. In our weakness, He is made strong. His power is perfected. So this album really explores the nearness of the glory of God. The 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 you know it being revealed in us through our right. pain, through our accomplishments, uh, and through our failures. That's good. That's good. Last question. I know I got to get you out of here, brother. What um. When, when I walk away from your book, you know, I, I feel like there's a phrase or two that comes to mind. Because I know people like to say, you know, if I go into this book, what am I going to go away with? But I'm going to I'm going to say what it is. And then you can feel free to totally correct me. Tell me I'm, I'm off base. One of the things that I think punctuates the book is uh, the phrase you say of being the gospel. Ah, uh, wow, 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 wow. Yes. Talk, yeah, I just that, expand I- on that just for a second. I think that that's really the vision that God has for his people in sanctification and discipleship is that I'm, I'm you, 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 you started from a deficit, right? Um, you started from this deficit where you were dead in your sin and trespasses, uh, unable to really display spiritual uh, fruit, stimuli, uh, motivation. Um, you come to life, right? Through trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now you are... Now the goal is is for you to move into this world of kingdom priority, kingdom flourishing, uh, kingdom transformation. Uh, you, you become salt. You know, you, you help to preserve and uh, push back against decay, and also make things more flavorful in God's world. That's what y'all are here for. Um, what that means is um, we cannot be recognized by our ability to recount what it is we believe we can't be recognized by our ability um you know to uh, uh, to to keep a a voting record that is conservative um we, we we can't be recognized by the place that we just go on sundays as the sum and substance of what it means to belong to jesus that is woefully short uh, worse than short, I mean, it's unacceptable mm-hmm. for what Je- in comparison to Jesus' Jesus's vision for humanity. The, the, his vision for humanity is to have an image on people that is functioning the way that it was created, that, that it was intended to, and that means that we got to be it. That that you got to be able to have references of the gospel, help to explain the gospel via what you see dramatized in our lives you know what i'm saying yes. um so that that's a that's a big focus for me is yeah. trying to move people away from feeling like because you had a great devotional this morning it's okay for you to ignore your neighbor who need your elderly <laughs> neighbor next to you that needs right. help moving you know what i'm saying um Good. that's what i'm trying to wrestle through i'm not perfect at it i got a lot to growing it grow uh, as well don't get me wrong uh, but I know that's the goal. The goal okay. is not to become a better church attender, even though I'm a big proponent of the local church. But the local church exists in tandem with you becoming something. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I think I think uh, the way that, that that phrase that you're using really helps to lay the found the, the, the groundwork of what I'm trying to do in the book. That's good. That's good. Listen, man, as you get out of here, tell people. 
how you want them to get in contact with you or follow you. Okay, yeah, you can you can hit me up at who you can go to whoiskb.com. All my stuff is there, and then I am KB underscore HGA on on socials. HGA stands for His Glory Alone. Hey, listen, introduce the song you want us to play. We playing whatever you want us to play. What song you want us to hit? Uh, this is uh, the lead the lead uh, focus track from my new album, Miracles, featuring Lecrae. Holy culture, holy culture radio, healing, hope, and how to lose. Are you ready to take your career to the next level? The Career Clinic is now open. Hey, family. Welcome to the Career Clinic. As always, I love these conversations with you. By the way, thank you so much for those who've been sending feedback and questions and uh, opposing views, supportive views, all of it. I welcome all of it because it's good and and it really helps us have a conversation. That's what I want this to be. The career clinic is not just you tapping in and I'm going to drop these nuggets and pearls of wisdom. I learn from you as much as you learn from me. And so let it be a conversation. Let's have an iron sharpened iron mentality. You know, a couple weekends ago, I don't know about you, man. If it feels like the days of Netflix and chill are gone, I don't know what it is. It's, it's Netflix and try to find something you want to watch. But nevertheless, I found this movie. My wife and I found this movie of, um, I can't remember the name of it, but they were going out to this park for this great adventure. And the guy had already been to the park and he had this whole underlying plan of taking his fiance into this wonderful part of the park that he enjoyed as a youth growing up and proposing to her. Now, when he gets to the park, they stop at what it is, I guess the general store, check in. And the guy tells him, look, it's, it's towards the end of the season. There's certain parts of the park you shouldn't go to, so on and so forth. Of course, the gentleman says, ah, you know, I know what I'm doing. I've been here forever, so on and so forth. So they continue to go on a the trail. They have to park their cars, jump in the canoe, go to this other part of the park, get out the canoe, and then start their journey. Along the way, he says to his fiance, oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to continue down the regular part of the trail. We're going to break off here and walk through this forest because I'm going to take you again to this place I've been wanting to take you to. Now, she she's a little concerned. She says, well, wait a minute. It's off the, it's off the beaten trail? Says, yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's good, though. I know my way, so on and so forth. After walking for hours, he no longer knows the way. He, it's been so long, and she starts to question him. Well, you know the way, right? He said, well, I thought it was... Thought it was this way. Ah, I thought thought it was that way. She's and she said, You don't know? I mean, she's getting frustrated. So they go to camp for the night. Uh they they run into a weird stranger that stops by. Then they have a bear attack. I mean, it is horrible. And unfortunately, after the bear attacks two or three times, the gentleman loses his life. She's by herself, so on and so forth. And the whole time before he passes away, they're trying to, you know figure out how to put flares up or put lights out and hoping that someone comes for them. And I remember thinking to myself, no one's coming. <laughs> no one's coming because, because a couple of things, one, no one knew you were in that part of the park Two, you are off the beaten trail. People may surely come up and down the trail, but when you go off the trail, Hey fam, no one's coming. So you can almost see what's happen, what's going to happen in the movie. And I relate it so much to life because if you think about it very simply in life, just like when you're driving your car, you have highways, you have streets, even in some rural areas, you may have some dirt roads, similar thing. People may come upon you when you take those different modes of travel, highways, clearly streets, clearly depending on where you are and even some of the dirt roads. But if you go off those paths, 
the chances for someone coming for you are minimal. And so I like to think to myself, no one is coming when you go off the beaten path. Family, use that not only for direction, but for encouragement. As an entrepreneur, when you create something brand new that's off the beaten path, just say to yourself, no one's coming. I'm going to have to be persistent in figuring this out. I'm going to have to prepare in advance and have a group of people that will come look for me or that will go with me and help undergird this effort because why? No one is coming. Family, just keep that with you as you continue along your journey in your career and in your life. You have two decisions in this regard. Stay on the beaten paths so you can get readily, you can readily get access to resources. Or if you go off the path, prepare because no one is coming. You are informed, empowered, and can now be accountable. What were some of your takeaways from this episode? I always enjoy hearing from you, so please share. Additionally, if you have questions, hear some things that are new to you, or need some clarity on some of those things, I am here to serve. Go to our website at thecorlingsolution.com slash podcast. Right below the show notes, you'll see a comment section. Tell me about some of your takeaways from the episode. You can ask your questions. You can mention challenges in the areas that we cover or tell me about guests you'd love to hear from. Alternatively, you can do the same through social media channels of Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Thank you as always for linking up and I look forward to seeing you next episode.